Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. It's been a long minute, and for that, I apologize. Um, Happy New Year. Uh, I know I'm really late in saying that, almost uh, two months into the new year, and I'm finally saying it, because that's how long it's been since I've been on here. Um, I apologize. We had a lot of uh, issues family-wise and things going on with the business that really took took a toll and distracted me from coming on here uh which is why it's been so long since i've been able to do something as it is um this one that we're going to do today is actually more of a discussional on books than uh, a discussional on a specific book because i have not had the mental capacity to actually sit and read a book which absolutely destroys me i don't think people understand how much that actually is an issue for me. I truly love to read, which is why I constantly buy books and books that I find interesting because I truly do love to read a book and escape into a world of completely fan complete fantasy and different than the world that I'm in and fully immerse into it. So not being able to do that or having the lack of ability or lack of want to do that is truly it's it's not good for me it sucks unfortunately i've been in that situation where i am so busy and my brain is constantly on a go 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 mentality at the moment that sitting down and reading a book the words blur together i have to constantly reread paragraphs and i just can't absorb anything so that's kind of where we're at right now but i am trying to give you guys something and what i actually want to talk about today is still book related just in a different way one of the things I want to talk about today is how it's it's adaptions. We're going to we're going to talk about adaptions. Right now what's going on in the world is when it comes to books versus uh, TV is we have a lot of platforms that are taking over bookstores and making them live adaptions. For instance, one that recently got canceled which is kind of heartbreaking because they barely touched the even you know peak of the world uh is the shadow and bone series that was on netflix netflix bought the rights for shadow and bone and they created a series but they canceled it after one series which in my opinion is absolutely stupid they didn't even reach the epitome of how big that world is because in that world you have the shadow of bone series you have the um uh six of crows duology you have a few standalones like i think it's king of scars um and stuff like that in this huge universe so there's a lot to it and they didn't even touch the the base of the story so that's that's heartbreaking but there's more coming out uh we have Netflix, who bought the, uh, who's redoing Avatar and they're making a new live action. Fingers crossed that it actually goes well. Um, we have Hulu that got the rights for uh, Court of Thorns and Roses that uh, they're going to be doing a live adaption. Um, Netflix that's continuing with The Witcher live adaption. Uh, I think we have a few movies that are coming out that are based off of books. But I'm not 100%. Don't quote me on that. We have a lot of things coming out that are based off of books. So that's both exciting and absolutely terrifying. Oh, there's the Percy Jackson series that re-upped as a uh, series on Disney+. And there's rumors that they're going to make Aragon, the Inheritance series, a series on Disney as well instead of redoing the movie. So we'll see how that goes. Um, 
And I think there's a few others that I'm missing. But there's a lot that's being redone and continuing on. Oh, the House of the Dragon Season 2 is coming out. And that's based off of the books. So there's a lot that is being adapted from books right now that is both exciting and absolutely terrifying. And the reason why I say terrifying is, as we've talked on here before, when it comes to making live adaptions, it's it's hit or miss on how well it goes. Um, the most recent one, The Witcher. The biggest complaint with The Witcher was in the first season is that they, the timeline was really all over the place. Um, and then Henry Cavill got it back on track because Henry Cavill, being the diehard fan that he is for uh, The Witcher, wanted to keep it true to the books. And he got it back on track for season two and three, but then they basically told him that they don't want him there anymore and recast him for season four with Liam's Hem Liam Hemsworth, which is absolutely frustrating. I'm sure Liam Hemsworth will do fantastic in the role, not, not trying to diss on him at all. He's not a terrible actor. He's out of some of the actors that we've seen. He's actually, he could be worse. He's not bad. And I think he should be given the chance. The thing is, is he is definitely not Geralt of Rivia. That is Henry Cavill. He based, he created the character that we know on the screen. And he created it based off of what he read and the games that he played and everything like that and created the character through that. And when you have someone who's not just a diehard fan but knows the lore so in depth that's the type of person that you want on the show to actually make sure things are done right because he's going to make sure things are done right for the fandom and ultimately make your series a success from what i last heard they're actually working on a live uh, adaptation of 40k warhammer and he's going to be in that which I'm super excited for because I really hope he plays the person that I think he's going to play because he is again also a diehard fan of the Warhammer series and if any, if you don't know what Warhammer is Warhammer is a is a RPG world uh, tabletop game very similar to D&D &D in the aspect of dice and figurines but way more expansive more space more violent it's pretty awesome uh, but they also have their own line of books as well uh, I prefer the author Dan Abnett when it comes to that series uh, or when it comes to that lore. There are many different authors that add to the storyline and everything like that. Dan Abnett is my personal favorite. Uh, and I hope he's going to be playing Eisenhower. Eisenhower is fab. Is, or sorry, Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn. My bad. I apologize. And I hope that's the character he's going to play. Now, there's a lot of worry with the A Court of Thorns and Roses adaptation because there is so much that can go really well and there's so much that could go really wrong with that. As everyone knows, when you're trying to make a movie or a series from a book, a lot has to get cut out. And there are times where people cut out the wrong things. Uh, uh, explanation or example of that is Aragon or is... Inkart, when they did those movies, they, if you hadn't read the book, yeah, they were great. They were cool. They were different. But most people who went and saw them had seen, had read the books. And when you read the books, there's so much that got caught out, so much that derails the story. And when you cut out certain pieces of the actual main story, it makes things confusing and things don't go 
in the right way it needs to to actually follow up. So when it comes to these adaptations, we're, everyone tends to be a little bit cautious, um, especially when it comes to a book series. Now, the Court of Thorns and Roses series isn't even actually finished. Uh, Sarah J. Moss, I almost said the wrong name, I almost said Jennifer Armentrout. Um, Sarah J. Moss has come out and said that she is continuing it. There is going to be a fifth and sixth book. She's going to make it an even number in that aspect, I'm pretty sure. And it looks like it's going to deal with Elaine, possibly, because we did a lot with uh, um, her sister. Now we're going to the other sister, Elaine, and we're going to see where things are going to evolve from there. I kind of want to see Elaine with Azrael because Azrael deserves a happy. Um, at the same time, Azrael might be one of those really kinky guys who ends up with two girls. Who's, we'll see, because it seems like Gwen had a thing for him, too. But I don't know. That's beside the point. Now, the biggest one I'm actually curious for is I'm I'm excited to see the Avatar series, which I think releases in like a couple of days now or a day. And I plan on watching it. I want to see what they do. So far from the previews that I've seen, the trailers and everything, they're going in the right direction. Now, I have heard a couple of rumors, though, about they have altered Sokka's personality when it comes to his comedy. As we all know, when it came to uh, Sokka in the Avatar, in a way, he was kind of a misogynist. Uh, he was very much, you know, guys do this, guys do this, gr girls are girly and everything like that. But he learns from it. It becomes part of his character development later in the series when he meets Suki um, of the, oh gosh, what are they? They're, they're the essentially all-girl fighters. I can't remember exactly what they're called. Um, it's been a minute since I've actually watched the TV show in full. But he basically, you know, gets humbled by her and her people. And they essentially show him that just because they're girls doesn't mean that they can't fight and doesn't mean they can't defend. And he gets humbled by that. So his attitude towards what women should do and where they should be changes a little bit. And we all know that part of it when it comes to Sokka is that he, he feels a little bit inadequate and, you know, uh, emasculated a little bit because... His sister is a bender and he's surrounded by benders and he is a non-bender. And that that that's going to play a part with any person, especially a young man who's like 15. That, you know, everyone has these extra abilities except for him. He has to be able to fight. He has to be able to do this and to be essentially one-upped by, you know, someone who's considered the quote-unquote weaker sex. Um, you got to admit that that's, that's, that's a blow to the ego really bad and... I can understand it. Doesn't make it right, and I'm glad it changes his attitude a little bit, but I do understand it in that aspect. He is a non-bender surrounded by benders. His little sister basically has this special ability that makes her special, and all he's got is his boomerang in his brain. However, he's an excellent fighter once he actually truly learns. When, he, when they're in the Fire Kingdom, and they meet up with the firebender who's also a master swordsman he basically trains him and i don't know if he's actually a firebender i think he's just a swordsman but he's an excellent swordsman in the fire nation the best and he basically teaches him and that's what makes him who he is essentially how he becomes a fighter and that's it's a wonderful wonderful growing point for him 
Now, what I have heard rumor-wise is when it comes to his comedy, and it's truly a rumor, so no one take it to heart until we actually see it in the TV show, okay? Don't take it to heart until it is seen. I've been told rumor has it that they changed his comedy of misogyny to racism. Now, I would also like to clarify to people, because, again, I haven't seen it and I don't know, I'm curious if it's being mistaken for racism when it's racial insensitivity. Now, yes, there is two different things. Racism is going on the hate aspect of being like, I hate this person because they are blah, blah, blah. As opposed to racial insensitivity is where you make comments or jokes that are the stereotype essentially of that race. Um, for instance, comedians. Comedians will pick on whatever race, whether it's... Um, uh, who was it? Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias, he made a joke about a friend, a comedian that they also know and how they pulled a prank on him and they made a gift basket that had every stereotypical thing that a uh, black man should like. Very stereotypical from fried chicken, watermelon, um, a specific type of liquor and everything like that. A very stereotype basket and how this guy actually truly enjoyed the basket. Now that could be seen as racial insensitivity because... They were playing fun at the fact of a stereotype of that race. That's racial insensitivity or could be considered racial insensitivity. Now where it comes to an actual racism in the aspect of hate would be the card that they put in there. Yes, it was a prank and everyone got the comedian was cool with it once he found out who it was, which was literally right after he opened it, is they had a card that was a Halloween card, and they ripped off the Halloween part, and it was just a bunch of guys in white sheets. So, and they said, thank you, uh, welcome to whatever, uh, the Congress of whatever place it is, and it looked like KKK members. Now, that would be considered racism, as opposed to racial insensitivity. And at first, that man was absolutely irate and was about ready to go kick some, you know, rear end. But Gabriel Iglesias and his buddy was literally right out the door laughing at him and everything like that. And they realized it was all big joke. Um, but that could be considered more racism as opposed to racial insensitivity, which would be the gift basket that was stereotypically what a person, you know, of that race would like. Now, that's what I am curious about how this is going to be. Is it making fun at specific racial stereotypes or is he actually being racist? And did we actually see a form of racism in the actual show? They have a hate towards the Fire Nation. There's a reason for that hate towards the Fire Nation. But could that be considered a racial type of thing that they have a dislike and hate specifically for that nation? Whether it's because of something or not, could that be considered it? I'm going to say no, it's at war, and when you go with that in any place, you're going to have a hate towards specific people, but it can lead into racism. Uh, our own country, 9-11, uh, there was a, after that, there was hate towards any person that could look like that they were from Iraq. So anyone really of Arab descent, there was a lot of hate and everything going towards them. Now, was it essentially quote unquote justified for that time frame because something had just happened from a plane that supposedly was from extreme Islamists extremists essentially it's an understanding of why they would have a hate and anger towards those people is it warranted absolutely not it's a gross generalization where not everyone is a problem there was extremists that look like 
everyone of that, you know, type, but it doesn't make it everyone. And I'm wondering if that's what we're going to see here in the Avatar series, if it's going to be a situation of gross generalization where they're racist essentially towards the Fire Nation simply because the Fire Nation um, has destroyed their home, even though it's not every person in the Fire Nation, or if it's an actual true racism, or if there's just racial insensitivity. Now, again, this is just rumor. Just rumor. I've literally heard it from one person. Doesn't mean that it's actually going to be there. It could have been a misunderstanding on their part. It could have been something that they saw joke-wise. It could have been something that they saw on Reddit. Who knows? I don't know, and won't know until the show actually comes out. So let's let's wait till the show comes out in a few days, and we'll go from there. Now, like I said, there's, there's also the Percy Jackson that came out on Disney as a series based off of books. There was the Percy Jackson movies. I think they made two or three of them, and they just kind of flopped after a while. And so they are now redoing it as a show. Now, I personally like the movies. I thought the movies weren't bad. I have not actually read those books, though. I haven't read the series. From what I've been told, there was a lot that was left out, which kind of follows the narrative that when you make a you know movie from a book, a lot gets cut out. But I don't know. I haven't read. I haven't read any of it. Now the series has been doing really well, and I've heard a lot of good things about the series without even seeing it. I personally have a hard time going from a movie where I know the characters and I know the actors to a series where I'm like, I don't know who the heck you people are. So I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I just don't have Disney Plus right now. <laughs> so at the moment, I'm not going to watch it. Now we also have. Um, what was it? Wednesday. But Wednesday, I don't think, was a book adaptation. I just know it was a branch off that did really well, and it sounds like it's it's actually really cool. Um, trying to think of some other ones that have come out as of recently. There's, like I said, the Aragon series. Um, Bridgerton. Bridgerton is actually based off of a romance series, if anyone did not know. After watching the first season of Bridgerton, I totally believe it. Um, there, was, there was some scenes that, uh, yeah, they were, they were steamy. Now, from what I've been told, Bridgerton is actually following the series quite well. Um, and they're doing their season, breaking them up pretty, pretty well. Each episode is about 40 minutes to an hour, which is kind of big for a series. Um, but the series is only like seven episodes. Season three, I think, is was just released or is being released. Um, and it's focused on Penelope and Colin's relationship, which... I'm hoping turns romantic because Penelope deserves it. Penelope's a cute girl. Um, but her whole thing is no one, this is her like third year in the marriage market and she's about to essentially be considered a spinster. Now for that time frame, this is the late 1800s during the Regency era. Um, for those of you who don't know what Regency is a type of fashion. It's the type of clothing that they're wearing where it is a very light bustier up top, but then kind of goes straight down into a sheath, but it is still tight around the bodice. Um, so to still emphasize the girls and emphasize the shape without actually showing a lot of skin, um, as opposed to the era before that, which was more of like the Victorian style era where the corsets were really tight. You, the skirts were really big and everything like that. You had the wigs, that kind of thing. Um, this is right after that. And the Regency era only lasted like maybe 30 years. It didn't last long. And then it went right into the 1900s, which changed again in style. Um, 
but again, I digress. Sorry. Uh, I like, I like old fashioned. Old fashioned is fun for me. But each season is surrounding by one specific person's romance and everything. And it sounds like a lot of it is around the Bridgerton family, hence the show Bridgerton, um, and them being married off both the sons and the daughters. There's two daughters. There's uh, Daphne and Eloise. And then there's, oh wait, no, 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 there's another daughter. She's younger, but we're facing, we're, we're looking at the older children. Uh, Daphne, Eloise, Colin, and then two other ones that I can't remember their names. Um, I think in season two, the eldest got married and season one, Daphne got married, um, to the Duke, which is really big in that type of society for the ton and everything like that. Um, they're, they're not a, what is she? The Bridgerton? She's a, a Viscountess. Um, and the Viscount, which it's it's a type of hierarchy in Britain. I couldn't tell you where they are. They're below a duke, though. And so the fact that the daughter marries a duke puts them in really high standing, and it's really crazy. Um, but I digress. The show seems to follow the books very well. I do not have the romance series, but I kind of want the romance series just because I do enjoy Bridgerton. Um, anytime I need something that's a little bit dramatic and everything like that, I go to Bridgerton or, you know, Grey's Anatomy. So it's, it's a good, it's a good drama. I personally enjoyed Charlotte the most, Queen Charlotte the most. I do not know if the, there is a book that follows that, but Queen Charlotte actually explains the queen and the king's relationship throughout the show of Bridgerton a little bit more. And I don't want to say it's loosely based, but for the most part, it is actually based off of the true story of Queen Charlotte and the king. Um, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. I am blanking so bad. But it is, they actually follow a lot of the history pretty, pretty correctly. Um, and the fact that they got the fashion correct for the time period is always my biggest pet peeve when it comes to era dramas or period dramas or anything like that. If you don't get the costume, costuming correct, I'm, you've lost me interest wise because it means that you're not actually trying to follow the history. Um, but anyways. So I think that's all I got when it comes to movies or to adaptations that are coming out at the moment. I'm excited to see what's coming out just as I am nervous. I hope things go well with these adaptations, but we shall see. Uh, I, with so many of them coming out, I'm saying that it's going to be a toss of the coin that 50% are going to be good. 50% are going to be bad. So let's raise a glass in hopes that these are going to go well. And again, Happy New Year and Happy Chinese New Year. Um, it is the year of the dragon, I believe, this year. Um, so I wish you many, many blessings for the new year. And I hope to see you guys again soon. Thank you for following along. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Till next time, guys.